Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and Mohanad is here. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. We both have headsets. We look like a pair of air traffic controllers. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, we're not really focused on the skies today, though, but... No. Delta 373. Come in. <laughs> Zulu, Alpha... <laughs> Northeasterly winds, something, something. Did you see that plane, that, that little uh, kind of private plane? That You know how in movies they always say, they always kind of have the traffic control dude give instructions to a non-pilot and they do land the plane? Yeah, Apparently, yeah. like, it's a huge myth, but it just happened recently where, like, someone really? who's never driven a plane, the pilot passed out, and they actually followed instructions and landed this little, like, Cessna, like a small, you know, traffic thing. Hey, listen, man. I know. I couldn't land a drone, so that's oh, impressive. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah, it's pretty, it was pretty... Uh, I mean, you think it would just be following instructions, but I'm sure it has you know, some gut feel to it that you need to know, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Where, where was this? Uh, either the US or Canada. Like, it was... Yeah, yeah it, was, it made the news a couple of... Maybe a week ago. Damn, impressive. Give that person a medal. Speaking of medals, actually... Uh, uh, oh, I missed an opportunity. I was about to say we're literally off to a flyer. Um... <laughs> So <laughs> happens when you forget the joke that you want to make. Um, speaking of medals, it's uh, end of season awards time, isn't it? Oh, so we've got yes. player of the season, manager of the season, young player of the season. Um, now, I've written them out, and I figured we could go through them, and uh, I want to get your take. Yes, let's do it. Wicked. Before we do that, though, I was on the Premier League website, and I noticed that they've introduced two new awards. You'll never guess what these are. The most leaked Instagram posts award. <laughs> um, what else did she do? <laughs> Rebecca Vardy wins both. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. We'll, we'll present it to you in jail. Biggest snake. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay, so the first one is most improbable comeback. Based on win probability statistic developed by Stats Perform. Um, blah 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 blah. Basically, like you didn't have any chance of coming back, and you did. Hmm, that's a good one. Like kind just in general. <sighs> well, I mean, I mean, you you instantly think of relegation, like battles and stuff like that. Or are you talking just a player? Like I think it's a game, like one game. Oh, a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these yeah. things off the top of your head are, are is difficult, but I think. Wasn't there was there the Spurs Leicester one in the yeah. last second. Um, I'm sure there's people are screaming at the screen. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we don't need an answer. I just okay. yeah, that, that's a new award. And then the other one, and this is like, I think this is very funny. Most powerful goal. The most powerful goal award will be awarded to the goal scored in the Premier League this season that carries the fastest average speed from the ball being struck to crossing the goal line. Only goals scored from outside the area will be considered for the award. You know what this is, right? This is them just trying to make sure that goal of the season is not a thunder blaster. The goal of the season is now tiki-taka. Yeah, exactly. That's it, because you've got this one. And most powerful goal is like, we need to give De Bruyne something. So... You know, yeah, with his left foot. Well, yeah. you know, you know me like all the seasons and all the stuff. Like it's crazy, like how much I follow and watch and do all the stuff. But like it all gets mushed into my head. Oh, yeah. Like for example, like I was just gonna ask you if what's his face's goal for Crystal Palace against City was this season. You know, the left foot, top right corner, 
that cannot have been this season. Olise? No. No, see, it's probably doesn't even play there anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's at Everton now. What's his name? Left footed player, old Everton signed him for no reason. Oh, Andros Townsend. Yeah, that wasn't this season, was it? No, that was okay. maybe two seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure. gonna nominate that one. That was an absolute hit though. What a yeah. goal. Oh, most improbable comeback. Rob Holding's hair. Come on. That's a good one. That's He's a good got one. a win. He's got to win something to lift yeah. his mood. Um anyway, the actual awards. So, uh, let's start with Young Player. And we know that Young is like a very... Not Trent. ...dodgy definition at this point, because it's like 23. And yeah. in the Premier League, you're young when you're like 18, 19, 20. Anyway. I think, here's a question. Before yeah. you, you know, shouldn't Young, shouldn't they change Young from age to like caps? Not yeah, caps, it should be like, like rookie of the year. Yeah, as in like how many, you know, less than, I don't know, 30 Premier League games. Like this is your first season or second season or something. I agree. Right? I agree. Like breakout season. In fact, yeah. um, Roy... Olunde, uh, when he came on the pod, had a brilliant suggestion, which is that as soon as a player has their first kid, they can't be nominated for this award. That's a good one. Raheem <laughs> Sterling can never win it. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, very, very good idea. So we've got Aaron Ramsdale, Declan Rice, Mason Mount, Connor Gallagher, Phil Foden, Bukayo Saka, Trent, Alexander-Arnold, and Tyrick Mitchell. Why don't we rule, rule them out? Okay, yeah, let's go, let's go one by one. Okay, like Mitchell, good season, but you're not winning the award. I mean, he's happy to be in the list. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we could probably rule out. I'm ruling out Trent. Like, he's not young in my books. He's not. He's like the best right back in the world. Like, you, you <laughs> should be. Like, you should. Even, even if you win. Like, it doesn't make sense. You should be going for the player of the year award. So you can be going for both. So, okay. Uh, forget him. In, in which case, we have to rule out Saka as well, because he's also in the player of, in the player of the year award list. But he feels new. He's a, he's younger and newer, but sure. You've you've just made the rule, so sure. And I would say Ramsdale <laughs> had a huge dip towards the end of the season. I agree. So I think you've got to take him out. I think honestly, I think Mount was better last season. Yeah, I mean Chelsea in general have been patchy this season, but I mean basically it comes down to me giving it to Foden for sure. I really like Gallagher and Rice though. Oh, Gallagher, Gallagher! Like Gallagher, Rice has yeah. Rice has been. Absolutely consistent. Gallagher does he, does he feel young? Does Rice, does Rice feel young? He doesn't feel young, but he is. Mm. He that's the problem like with these. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem with these. Like, I think you know what? I could be sold on Gallagher just because of no one knew him a year ago, and that's mm-hmm. really how I look at. Like, I get it's an age thing, but no, I look at it like that's why I see Declan Rice because you know he's been with England and blah blah blah. Like, I would say Gallagher because no one knew who he was a year ago. He's mm-hmm. alone from Chelsea. He's playing. You know, completely out of his comfort zone. Crystal Palace as a story as well, like what he's been able to do with them. Well, you know, not the strongest side. Yeah. A lot you know, he's gonna come back and be a starter for Chelsea next season. Like Foden is an unbelievable I've been saying that Foden's the yeah. best young talent in the world for like three years now, right? Even oh, before he's amazing. Pep, yeah, even before Pep started playing him regularly and people were like, Oh, Foden's wasting his time on the bench and blah blah blah. But really like the true spirit of young player of the year. I think Foden would be in the same Trent category for me. I think he's past that now. He's way too good for that. I would say, yeah, I, I can be sold on Gallagher. Cool. I'm good with that. Moving on. Oh, but like, tweet us abuse if you think this is nonsense. Like, yeah. don't care, but tell us anyway. <laughs> At yeah. under underscore the gosh. Um, manager of the year, you got Patrick Vieira, Thomas Frank, Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, and Eddie Howe. Are you going straight for Howe? That's your boy. 
again half a season, yes. I mean, Newcastle <laughs> have been pretty much the best team in the league in 2022. Like, that's insane. <laughs> You're just saying that because they beat Arsenal too now. No, look at the stats. They're, they're like <laughs> third or something. It's been insane. Like, I think since Eddie Howe joined, they've been their seventh. Right. Like, Europa in- League. Yeah. It's insane. And that's since he joined. Since 2022, they're even better. So, I mean, I wouldn't give it to him, but he deserves a lot of credit. I mean, playing Joe Linton as a center mid, getting Joe Linton to a Newcastle player of the year. Like, there's a lot of things that he deserves credit for. Getting performances out of, like, Emil Kraft and Fabian Schaar. And, yeah, like, that is a very championshipy team, barring the people they bought, you know, in January. And Bruno Guimaraes is the Champions League player. So it's an odd mix at the moment, but there are a lot of bad players there, and he's done a phenomenal job with them. So so that's fair. I assume this is just going to go to whoever wins the league, which looks very much like it will be Pep at this point. That said, no, yeah, because it's a Premier League award, right? It doesn't matter if Klopp wins the no. Champions League. That's not going to factor in. No, no, just the Premier League award. I mean, I like Vera. I like what he's done at Palace. Mm-hmm. Like The problem with these, it's unfair to go up against a manager who's going to you know, lose one game all season versus yeah. a manager that is taking a team that has no right to be where they are and you know, taking into account all the wholesale changes and the you know, the inconsistency before that man, like it's, it's just not apples to apples, right? Like it's, you should have a most improved and, you know, just doing the best because you have an unbelievable squad. But like, if you're talking about just, because look, Pep manages a squad, Vieira and Howe, et cetera, are coaching players. Yeah. Like it's two very different jobs. They're not even doing the same job. If you think about it, one is a manager and one is a coach. So I would say give Pep manager, find whatever he's managed, I guess. The, the squad well I don't know I mean not really <laughs> like I, I don't feel like Pep I, I don't think so I, I think I would say Klopp before Pep honestly I don't care who wins it yeah I, I kind of agree with that I, it's just you have to factor in the resources available and what the targets are and frankly at the start of the season like Crystal Palace brand new manager who wasn't even their first choice mm-hmm. um, brand new team very young team They'd have been happy if they didn't get relegated, you know. Oh, 100%. And like, if you think, okay, did Pep surpass expectations? No, he met them. no, these are the expectations, yeah, exactly. So, here's a question, um, from an Arsenal perspective Arteta mm. won three managers of the month mm-hmm. and potentially could have very easily made it into top four or be one point away from top four after three losses at the beginning of the season and stuff. And you know, I don't care for him like crazy and I don't hate him either way, like, I'm neutral yep. about him. I think you know. Could have at least made the list, I think. I uh, yeah, I was gonna say if Arsenal make it into top four, obviously we'll get into it. Looks unlikely now, but still possible. Then I think he should be. He yeah. should be a serious contender because, as we've said countless times, like that was not likely at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And again, whole bunch of new players, very young team, the youngest team in the Premier League. Um, so I think yeah, I think that's a shout. I think. Two other guys to throw into the ring. One is Potter, just because I think the football that he gets out of that team with the players he has is ridiculous. Like, completely ridiculous. He has no right to play that kind of football with those players. Danny Welbeck, like, it, it's a joke. Oh, Clown shoes, Welly. Yeah. Um, and then I would have to throw Conte in if Spurs secure top four, because after he took over, similar to how, after he took over, they're basically third. 
Yeah, and, and I think I would say both the signings they made in January are Conte. It's nobody else. I, it's not a. I don't think Spurs were recruiting two players from Serie A before Conte. You know, well, Paratici, right? Like the combination of those two. Sure, yeah. but I feel like without Conte, I potentially those two don't even come. No, that's yeah. I think yeah. That's, so that's I think reasonable. I think those signings can be attributed quite directly to Conte as well. So, and I think a big part of what Spurs are doing is Kulusevski and Bentacore. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, unfortunately, I wouldn't give it to him just because it is half a season thing. Yeah. But but in the conversation for for sure for what he's done, um, yeah. And I think again, Brentford manager obviously has to be in the list. Um, I, I think if you're going to give him a, like it should be Frank slash Ericsson. because <laughs> they were screwed until Ericsson showed up. Yeah, he uh, he he blew life back into them. <laughs> Resuscitated. Yeah. Um, anyway, that will be. I, so who, I mean, you're gonna pick up. someone. You're gonna. Who would you pick? Uh, I'll go with Klopp. Okay, I would pick Vieira. Okay. Um, player of the year. So Saka and Trent. We've already spoken about. You got uh, Bowen. You got uh, KDB. You Wait, got how, young, how young is Bowen? Why is he not on that list? Because I could have four, maybe even twenty-five. Actually, see, he feels young. Yeah, because he was in the championship when he was young. Breakout season and whatever, yeah. right? Like, to me, like, yeah, somehow rookie. Yeah, it, anyways, okay. Yeah, so Saka, Trent, Bowen, KDB, Cancelo, Saka, oh, sorry, Salah, Saka, Son, and James Ward-Prowse. So let me take the liberty of ruling out James Ward-Prowse. He's literally here for scoring a few free kicks. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, before we go through this list, is anyone else missing? Like, is a Rodri or a Fabinho or a... Van or a Van Dyke or an Allison. Like I can think of a lot of players that make this list before a lot of the names you said. Like as you as you rattled off the names, I'm like, mm, really? Yeah. Like I could like those four that I just said. I feel like should be on that list before a lot of other players. So I think you've made a good point there, which is that there is not one defensive midfielder on this list. Yeah. It's just not a sexy position, and it it, it gets over, it gets overlooked. Yeah, Rice could be there. I, I we saw Kante win this, but I think. Because he's more all action. Like you see him running around all the time. The stuff that Fabinho does and, and Rodri does, you don't see it as much, right? And I think that plays a big role in this. I think you can rule Cancelo out because of the massive dip in the, in the, like, the last third of the season. Yeah, and he's had a good season, but I mean, not, yeah. I wouldn't say like the best player in the league kind of season, right? And KDB like only started in the second half, really. Bernard, like, like City's, City's players of the season are Bernardo Silva, first half, and KDB, the second half. And Rodri kind of 70% across both. Yeah. Right. So, like, I wouldn't and give Gabby it... Jesus for the last, like, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As he's linked with non-Champions League Arsenal. Yeah. Um, I would say I, I wouldn't... Like, City are just too much of a unit. That I, I don't see any of them being that kind of star of the league. Yeah. Just... I mean, this is the thing is, like, I think Kevin De Bruyne is the best footballer yeah. in the league. Sure. That doesn't necessarily mean he wins the award. Um. Trent is a like it's hard to argue. Like he's just phenomenal. Week in, week out, assists. His defending has improved no matter what some people say. Like it has. He's 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 just one of the best players in the league easily. He's debunked the defensive thing a little bit. Like he's I we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in some game, I can't remember which game where I'm like, he clearly read stuff and he clearly mm. just wanted to defend and show that he can defend because the reason he you know the reason it seems like he can defend sometimes is that he overloads on the attacking side and then you've got gaps behind you gaps behind you isn't not knowing how to defend it's just the result of how you're asked to play and yeah. being that outlet and attack but like you know 
he's improved massively. And mm-hmm. the game it requires this kind of, you know, that's why we talk about Trent and Reese James and Cancelo. We don't, you know, we don't talk about whoever, you know, we don't talk about Awan Bisaka or whatever, because that's not what anyone cares about in that position anymore. Yeah. You're not asking for most blocks at this no. point from your from the best right backs. Um, Saka, yeah, no. I think he's been Arsenal's best player, but, but no. also Arsenal have run him into the ground in the last couple of months have not really no. been been good. I don't think he can win it. Um, I think Son is a very interesting shout, especially if he nabs the golden boot. Yeah, well, there's one game for... I don't think Salah is going to make it on Sunday with his injury. No. Um, they're obviously going to keep him wrapped in cotton wool for the Champions League final. So Son can easily score two goals against Norwich. Or even all he needs is one goal, and I think they'd equal each other. So he, yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure it's... Let me see. I'm pretty sure it's one goal apart, which means he just needs one and they can both get it. Like Remember that season when three people got it? Like Alba, yeah. I don't know, Salah. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of which, Salah... Like there's obviously been a dip since the African Cup of Nations. The first half of the then. season was was unbelievable, especially mm-hmm. when last season we looked at him and said, "This is a guy that's not really moving anymore." But you can't deny the the dip. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think anybody's been consistent across the entire season. I mean, Son at the start of the season under before Conte as well was a little. Yeah, I'm sure he was carrying Spurs, but you know there were dips. <sighs> It's tough because I don't think anyone kind of consistently did their Trent. thing all season. Trent? Yeah, at the end of the day, he's a right back, right? You know, like, Gary, like, like <laughs> yeah, but... I know, but like Gary Neville, you know, like Gary, like Carragher or whoever said, you know, no one wants to grow up being a Gary Neville. Like, that was then. Like, Trent spends 90% of his time in the, the half space in the attacking third. So I was having a conversation with someone about Trent, and I said, and I, I want to get your take on this. I said, He's pretty much David Beckham at right back. He's got that delivery. He's yep. got a fitness to run all day long. Yep. You know, he's he's just David Beckham at right back. Probably similar defensive ability. Like, <laughs> you know, he's just he's the exact same player at right back. It's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I, I don't I don't feel strongly about anyone like like you said. KDB is yeah. the best player in the league. Call it KDB and Salah, fine. But like, have any of them really set, you know, set the league on fire this season? I wouldn't say so. Give it to Will Griggs then. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> That's the criteria. Yeah. He's always on fire. All right, fair enough. We don't need to answer that one. Um, FA Cup final though. Who could have predicted that Liverpool and Chelsea would play out another 180 minutes of nil-nil football? Their games are so bad. The, the, the Cup, at least the Carabao Cup final was like an exciting nil nil with like VAR goal, you know, like goals ruled out of VR, VAR. Yeah, like this four. time, yeah. This time, eh. yeah. I don't know. Like, I think also we talked about this. Liverpool are knackered. Liverpool are just about, oh, yeah. you know, points or whatever right now, winning the game or points right now. That's it. It's not about, there's no more flair in their play. They've struggled to score in a lot of games in the last month or so. They're just getting by. Um, so Chelsea did have a good chance yeah. to, to, to get something here and, and, you know, have a much better looking season than they actually had by winning this cup. Um, I just felt like Chelsea weren't in good enough form to take advantage of it. Um, like he actually dropped Azpilicueta 
for this because he's been an absolute liability of late. And then he came on and proved to still be a <laughs> complete liability in a I, shootout. I feel so bad for him because uh, he's he's, a, he's an absolute legend there. I know. And in the last month, he's been at fault for all their losses. <laughs> like, all of them. Every single yeah. goal that Chelsea conceded for the last month has been Azpilicueta's fault. And then he caps it off with a missed penalty. Like, yeah. it's just been unlucky for him. But I think also Chelsea, I think... They're not in form, and therefore Tuchel is changing and switching it up a lot. So now Lukaku all of a sudden is starting. Um, the center midfielders almost change every game. Some combination of Jorginho, Kante, Kovacic, uh, what's his name? Good looking. Ruben man. loved his cheek. Yeah. So like you know, every game these two change, and that kind of you know, even at the back, you know, Christensen drops drops off at the very last minute, apparently to not get injured before his Barca move. Chalaba <laughs> comes in. Sometimes changes in. In, in the three center backs. Sometimes he's out wide and Aspliquet is in there. There's just so many changes all the time. They're also just kind of scraping through lately. Um, yeah. So, you know, both teams scraping through, I think. Penalties made sense. They were exciting penalties, at least. They were great penalties. Yeah. Liverpool are so good at penalties. I, yeah. I know they have, like, they, they're apparently working with some company, some, like, data company on their pens. They do the same thing with their throw-ins. Like, they have they have specialists for everything, and it, you can see the proof of the pudding. Yeah, nothing's left for the chance. No. no. It's uh, very impressive. Anyway, so two domestic cups for Liverpool. Yeah, Salah leaving injured, Van Dijk leaving injured. Mm. Um, I mean, less of, less of an issue for Sunday, but I think the Champions League final... Yeah, I mean, how unlucky can Salah get in finals? I mean, one, his scoring record is horrendous in them. <laughs> and two, he just doesn't seem to continue a lot of them. It's true. Um, I mean, both of these, both of the finals that come to mind are like, what, inside 20 minutes or so, he's out. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's not good for him. But again, he he also runs himself into the ground by, I, I'm sure, asking to play every minute possible to get all the individual accolades as well. So by the time you've played 58 games in the season, mm-hmm. you will get, you know, you'll get injured. Yeah, this is kind of what I was thinking when I saw him go off. It's like, it's very unlucky. On the other hand, he gets rotated far less than any of the other forwards. So, you know, you, you kind of reap what you sow, maybe. Um, but yeah, Liverpool have Wolves this weekend. So they just beat uh, Southampton 2-1 today, scraped by. So uh, just speaking of rotation, like, I'm just upset. <laughs> like, away no. games, I don't care against who. Away games in the Premier League are not easy. We know this. Like, it doesn't matter who you're playing, but like to change nine players, like to have player, you know, to have a front three of Firmino, Jota, Minamino, with Milner and Elliot and Jones behind them, and then Simicas and Gomez. Like, I'm sorry, like this is the Premier League. That team should struggle, and they struggled a little bit. But like to still get a come away with an away win with changing nine to ten players is frustrating. Also slightly embarrassing for Southampton. I mean, I know there are still some very, very good footballers on the pitch for Liverpool, right? But as Southampton, you've got to kind of take this a little bit personally and go out there and beat them. You have to. Well, if Liverpool make nine to ten changes and you don't beat them, then why even show up in the game where they have their full squad? Like, what's the point? It doesn't make any sense. This is their second string and they're beating you at home. Where would Liverpool be finish? Oh, they wouldn't get relegated with their with their subsidy. They would finish like the Europa League. It's crazy. <laughs> it's actually it's crazy. Really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there was a time where Southampton were Liverpool B, so I suppose this is progress. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they, they've got Wolves on on the weekend. City have uh, Aston Villa. 
the other thing that Klopp kind of said was that like City are going to be Aston Villa. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, that would be an insane end to the season. And I just hope, if anything happens, it's not to do with referees. Like, I hope it's not some shambolic penalty to Villa or some shambolic red card or something. Because increasingly, I'm starting to believe, like, not intentionally, but, like, the there is, an, there is a kind of an agenda or a narrative to heighten the drama. And, <laughs> you know, I, I think it. at the end of the day, it's a product. You're trying to sell. And more drama, the better. And I just hope that, like, if anything happens, that Villa just deserve the win or whatever, you know, and, and it's not some dodgy call on the last day. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't know that there's a dodgy call that could stop Man City from beating Villa on the last day, but, you know, we, we will see. You never know. Um, other potential drama, so we've got the top four race and and the relegation battle, obviously. Top four has taken, obviously, a massive swing in the last week. The London, North London derby, like, you and I have discussed it. I think Arteta just got it massively wrong. Um, and for me, it wasn't a tactical thing. For me, it was an emotional uh, tempo control set. Control, yeah. yeah I just, just Arsenal, all they needed to do was not lose. That's <laughs> all they needed to do. Go in there, be compact, be defensive, be controlled, be sensible, and they did completely the opposite of that. And it just wasn't necessary at all. Yeah, yeah. We said, we said, like they, the, the charge was too much. Right, they were super charged up, and sometimes you need that, but sometimes managers need to pick the moment where okay, calmness is is the recipe for today. And like we said, it felt maybe just in my online circle or whatever, or even in the media, it just felt like for some reason the pressure was on us, when really Spurs should have been the ones feeling the pressure. They needed to win. It was at home, you know. Even a draw wasn't good enough. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Arsenal just went on there fully charged up and, you know, it resulted in what we talked about last week. And I think, and you remember when we talked about Alex, I, I said, I said, whoever wins that game will get into top four. And he said, well, our, well, you know, Arsenal still have two more games to win. And it shouldn't be a problem. But mm-hmm. I don't think we're that team yet to just brush that aside and go away to a Newcastle side who, you know, we talked about their stats at the beginning when we discussed Eddie Howe. I don't think we have that in us just yet because of the inexperience and we're young and even the manager is young and blah, blah, yep. blah, and all that good stuff. Um, so I I honestly thought whoever won the North London Derby would end up in, in fourth spot, regardless of kind of the permutations and combinations and all that. And I think that's pretty much set. There's no, you know, Norwich are on the beach. It's, it's like, like Spurs have to score three, four goals here at home, I think. I'm not sure if they're at home or away. So suppose suppose they're away to Norwich and would have to. All they need is a draw, obviously, to secure top well, four. Well, that's see, that's another f- very frustrating. Like, let's say Norwich <laughs> play the game of their life and yeah. hold Spurs to like nil nil. Yeah, doesn't matter. Even like you can't even get a draw to Newcastle to at least you know that's a huge like it's a huge swing from Norwich needs to draw then Norwich needs to beat Spurs. Like it's ridiculous. Like the you, like you said, the emotional part, you've thrown it all away. You, you didn't even leave the door slightly, you know, ajar. No, it's just completely out the window. It's like, no, Norwich now, who are last in the league, you know, rivaling that horrendous derby season from however many years ago, now need to go and beat Spurs who are like in form and blah, blah. blah. Like, it's just ridiculous. I'm just upset. 
it also draws a pretty good comparison. We're talking about like the experience of the manager. And obviously, you know, this is what Arteta's second or, or second full season, third, you know, two and a half seasons or whatever as a top flight manager. Obviously a lot to learn. Conte, it, it brings up the interesting point about Conte in the Liverpool game. So Spurs went into that Liverpool game ostensibly needing to beat them, right? To stay in the race. He saw the value of a point and at 1-1, he shut it down as best they could. I mean, they I mean, were def- I, I think being, he... defending for their lives, but he saw the value of that point and he shut the game down. And that point has turned out to be absolutely crucial because you know that like, as well as Tottenham have, have been playing lately and they have been playing really well, you know, they actually scraped through the Burnley game and they don't create a lot of chances against low block teams. If Norwich go and sit there in a defensive low block, I mean, they've shown themselves to be fairly incapable of this. So it's a bit of a stretch, but you can see, you know, you can't rule out Tottenham slipping up in a game against a worse opponent. They've done it a few times this season. They're always capable of doing it. Um, But that point gives them that insurance. Okay, well, let's say they do slip up. Let's also remember that Arsenal still need to be Everton. Mm -hmm. We're going to be fighting for their lives, potentially on the last day of the season. And if you can't guarantee a Spurs win against Norwich, you definitely can't guarantee an Arsenal win against <laughs> against Everton. That's also true. I mean, so there's just way too much stacked in Spurs' favor. Everton could have secured their safety yeah. um, the other day. Three two loss to Brentford. They went one 0 up. Immediately got a man sent off. Um, was it Mason Holgate? No, it was um, a new kid. Oh yeah, Braithwaite mm. sent off, and then lost three two. I mean, just stunningly Everton of them. Yeah, they are one point. No, sorry. They're two points above. They still have to play, what, tomorrow? Wait, they still have a game. When are they playing tomorrow? Let me see. Hang on. I think because they still have an extra. Yeah, they're playing tomorrow against Crystal Palace. So if they win that one, I think it's over. I think they, they're they safe. Okay. Um, because they would be... Actually, no. Because Burnley also have two games to go. So, you know. If Burnley win both games, they're not safe. But um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, and Leeds like got a crucial point the other night. Well, Late Burnley draw. are going to play Aston Villa tomorrow. Oui. I think then we'll know. And then you get Chelsea Leicester, which is an absolute dead drop. <laughs> like, that's either going to be nil nil, no one cares, or like six five. Yeah, well, Leicester. I mean, I guess if Leicester want to, yeah, they're not making seventh. Maybe lose and drop out of conference, Europa Conference League. Cause that I was, would. You know. I absolutely would. You, do you don't have the squad for it. You don't have the squad for this. No, even as they're... Aren't they in the final? No, they'd lost the semi-final to Roma. Never mind. Um, to be fair, though, Chelsea could still end up in fourth if they don't win tomorrow. If Spurs... Yeah, yeah so... Speaking of a team that should be fourth, Manchester United, um, absolutely horrendous season. Like, absolutely horrendous season for that club. What's amusing me right now is that Eric Ten Hag has flown over and started the job, even though, um, what's his name, Ralph, is still in the job. It's just, like, very awkward already. It's co- sort of like, imagine you're in class, like, you're, you're in school, right? And you're in class at the end of the, <laughs> end of the term, and your teacher for the next year comes and is just like, all right, that's like, <laughs> it's just so yeah. weird. He also seems a bit... Maybe intentionally boring. Like, have you seen a couple of those interviews where he just had no emotions whatsoever? Dull as a brick. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, 
for Manchester United, I, I guess they can rejoice that Ronaldo has 18 league goals. There's that. That's a trophy. Jamie Carragher thought he should have been Player of the Year or, or in the in the shortlist. So, the so this is this is what people are doing. They're going. He had no right to score 18 goals because he's 37 and plays for that United team. Therefore, we should give it to him. But that's not how you do things. Mm-mm. Like that's not how it works because you got to also like the stats are one thing, but you got to get that feeling along with the stats, right? And yeah. And, and you don't get that feeling with Ronaldo. Like, he has his bursts, you know, a game here and there. But overall, you don't feel that across the season. No, it's also like, if you came in and scored 18 goals, but made the team a lot worse, yeah. <laughs> what are you in, what do you, you know? Well, let me, you... let, me, let me put it to you this way. I mean, I think, for example, a Bowen had a much better season than a Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, 100%. It's not like, even close. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of stupid people, do you see the Grealish video? <laughs> There's levels, though, right? There's levels. Like, surely you know the outline of England on a map. Surely. I mean, so, okay, so if anyone hasn't seen this, basically, this is some, like, England, England social media stuff, and Jordan Henderson is standing in front of a map of the UK and calls Grealish over and says, put this pin in like where you are from which is Birmingham right and Grealish looks at the map as if it's the weirdest thing he's ever seen asks if it's a map of England and then runs away like (laughs) he specifically says someone says he goes like I don't know what I'm looking at and they go that's a map of England he's like that's a map of England and runs (laughs) like he makes sure that everybody knows he had no idea what he's looking at I want to know what he thought a map of England looked like. Well, it's maybe is it scary that he never thought about it? It is terrifying. Like, where is he from? Inter- Birmingham. Okay, and so, but the, here's the thing: England, as a country and a society, uses a lot of the whole north, south, east, yeah. west, like Wales, yeah. Scotland. Are, like you guys use that a lot in your banter, in your language, in your communication. So it's like even if you don't know anything like you still know birmingham is you know is it north is it south you know th- when they swear at you and they go do, do they say you're northern bastard or they go you're southern bastard like it's so clear like it's not hard yeah yeah the, the other thing is they literally drive and fly across the country constantly yeah. like i don't know how you, you'd have to be trying to not pay attention to not know where you are like ah uh, it's just but what, it's he, he's, he, he had that video where he didn't know what an encyclopedia was yeah he literally had no idea. Like, look, there's generational stuff. Yes. But, you know, we know what a, what a, what's it called? What a, like, a, one of those recorder playing thingies with the... <laughs> an LP or like a, yeah. a record player. Yeah. We know what a record player is. I've never seen one in my life, but I know what it is. You know, I could tell you what, <laughs> you know, what a big, you know, central, what, what a phone booth is. What are the, you know, we can still talk about old technology. Does, just because we haven't lived it doesn't mean we don't know what it is. So just because he doesn't know what an encyclopedia like, He's never done a project on, like, I don't know, giraffes at school. Like, I don't... Anything. Arguably anything. Uh, I mean, I I remember in geography in year seven, there was a kid in my class who I won't name, um, who looked at a map of France and tapped me on the shoulder and went, this is South America, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) And he sort of just went, (laughs) we... (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't remember what I said. But, but the uh, thing is as well, like you keep keep in mind Grealish, like the English are known when you compare them at least to Americans that like the education in terms of like geography and history and stuff is already at a level imagine he was American oh, man. as well. Like this is him British. Yeah. And you guys, you know, you have a well-rounded kind of knowledge about world stuff and geography and history just by the nature of your society. You in know, general, relatively yeah. speaking, in yeah, general, yeah. compared, you know, your education compared to, let's say, the American one. Mm-hmm. And people like to boast about it and all that. You know, you tell an American, like, I don't know, Guatemala, and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right, like things like that. Um, so it just surprised me that he's, like, maybe he just has stage fright. Maybe he just saw the microphones. He saw something relatively academic and freaked out. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Like, have, I, you seen, I, have you seen that video of the Americans on, like, on South Beach or whatever with, yes. during the Iraq war? And they're like, you know, pinpoint where Iraq is on the map. And it's like, Australia gets pointed at. Yeah. And, like, America got pointed at. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're like so first he asks them he goes should we invade Iraq and they go 100 percent yeah I'm yeah. totally behind he's like okay cool where is it <laughs> I could watch that shit for hours it's so good it's also reminded me of the uh, was it Miss World or Miss USA oh yeah yeah from yeah. South Carolina who wanted to fix education in South Africa <laughs> and the Iraq and places like such as yeah places there's, there's the other one where they were asking people about where is KFC from? And people are like, I don't know. And then they go, what does it stand for? They go, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And they go, okay, so where is it from? And they're like, I have no clue, mate. <laughs> I'm dead. Anyways. Geography, yeah, is great. geography is great. Flags and geography and maps. I love that stuff. Yep. Uh, Kylian Mbappe knows some geography. He's uh, planning a little flight from Paris to Madrid, isn't it? Seems mm-hmm. to have joined Real Madrid, or it's all but done. The Ornstein, the Oracle, has uh, has spoken. So well, they said the the rumors are they've agreed personal terms, but he hasn't decided to join yet. Like if he decides to join, the terms are agreed. You would have thought that would have been done ages ago, though. Well, that, that's that's what I heard. I heard just agreed, but like he's still, you know, there's still a ten percent chance he might say like he hasn't signed. He just mm. agreed the terms, the papers there, ready with the terms, and he just has to sign it. Do you think he went to Real Madrid and was like, if you like it, you're going to need to put a ring on it. <laughs> like he's the first player that's going to get a ring. Yeah. Or they ask, or maybe he asked them, what's the plan with Vinicius because he plays in his position. <laughs> yeah. Either he yeah. goes or yeah. I walk. And, you know, does Benzema bring a tripod to the changing room? You know, a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions they need answers. There are a lot of questions. It, it would feel... Like Rodrigo came on and won the semi-final for them. I feel like he would be the first victim of any kind of Mbappe arrival. He 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 gets pushed down the list. There's no way around that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, Asensio. Rumors of like oh, a new it. a new forget contract. It. I'm like, why would you sign that, mate? Just go somewhere else. Like, it's not gonna happen. Why would they um, even give him one? He's injured his whole life. It's a shame. I really liked him. Him and Isco were were my Real Madrid. Babies, you know, I don't really like Real Madrid, but those two kind of broke through. And I thought, Can you imagine how happy Isco was when Hazard showed up. Like they're just <laughs> in the cafes. Yeah, it's like, well, it's not me anymore. I'm not that dude. Yeah. Camavinga is going to be an exciting one for them. Yeah, he, very exciting. He's very. I mean, very I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why people are surprised. Maybe they didn't watch him before, like this Madrid season. But like, he was always 
killing it and he was always going to be something like it wasn't it wasn't in doubt i don't think no like he they started talking about him when he was like 17 yeah one of the very few you know very level-headed signings by madrid like this is an unbelievable signing yeah yeah so good like 25 million that's your starting midfielder for god knows how long and i think i think rudiger is going to end up being a good signing in la liga i think for la liga i think he's going to do well i think he's going to be good enough there was a moment it must have been in the cup final where the ball got lobbed over the top and he ate up the ground to come back just like swallowed up half the pitch in a few couple of seconds and the commentator was like real madrid are gonna love that (laughs) yes they are well they they love like a feisty angry center back that can can you know be erratic and go crazy they love that. Oh, yeah yeah absolutely they needed a ramos air they've got mm. one now um rebecca vardy <laughs> <laughs> it's it's rebecca it's rebecca Vardy's account. i mean the images are phenomenal wayne walking in with his briefcase or her briefcase in his penguin outfit so here's my question the first thing I, yeah his geography teacher outfit you know grealish hopefully is in class here's what i'm thinking did Rooney and Vardy know, or were they kind of busy with their lives? And you mean the players? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mm. I meant yeah the guys. Did the guys yeah. know? And then were the or, or or were the ladies just bored? And this is kind of what they do when they're off time. Like I, I just think when Rooney and Vardy are sitting in that courtroom, are they sitting there like as mad at their wives as anything else, or are they like fully behind them? Like no, you know we're in the we're in the right like i feel like i'd be like if i was one of them i'd be sitting there like obviously baby you've got you know i've got your back but i'm yeah. so upset yes like I'm fuming that i have to go through this yeah oh yeah yeah 100 yeah, no i they're probably very pissed off yeah right I, th- I think rooney is a lot more intelligent so like he might get it a bit more whereas jamie's probably just sitting there like oh for fuck's sake like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also rooney's wife is in the right here like, like it was her stuff that was getting leaked. She worked it out. She pulled the whole Agatha Christie thing. Like, it's actually quite impressive from Colleen. And then, for exposing Vardy, Vardy has then sued her, which is the reason they're in court. So, like, yeah. So it's like it's like it's like when a robber comes into your house and trips over and then sues you. Exactly, like, mate. Like that's not <laughs> how it works. Like, exactly. we gotta go back to the root cause. <laughs> Yeah, but the legal system is is such yeah. that Rebecca Vardy might actually win this this case, even though it's very clear that she's guilty of sin. But because the evidence that that they really need is on a phone in the North Sea, which they just <laughs> happened to drop into the North Sea when it was requested that they provide it for it for evidence. Yes, but you did say you know how Colleen seemed to kind of be in the right and know what she's doing. But I, I would also say she has a lot of experience dealing with multiple issues. True, you know. Rooney's infidelity, Rooney's stories, this and that. I think, you know what? Now that I say that, Rooney has nothing to complain about. She'll just oh, no. be like, well, you got to sit through one of mine. <laughs> That's true. At least I didn't sleep with a 52-year-old prostitute. Exactly. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are they telling the kids, though? So awkward. Well, nothing. The, the kids are reading all about it. I mean, what do you, you can't hide anything <laughs> from anybody. Yeah. No, that's true. Brutal. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I feel Does Vardy have kids? I should have no idea. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like... I just feel like Vardy's going through this like it's some high school drama. Yeah. Well, like, on the Rooney side, it's serious and it's a They're family. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's just it's so it's it's funny. It's funny. And there's people tweeting every single thing that happens at court, and it's hilarious. And there's a thread about like all the actual text between Vardy and her agent. Man, that text thread is something else. Yeah, the agent like, is drink water, the Johnny drink water yeah. stuff. Yeah, Mara's crazy stuff. shit. Yeah, yeah. What happened to um, Sigurdsson? Nothing, eh? That's it. Fallen like, off the face of the map. Maybe he's in solitary. Yeah, like, are we not going to hear anything? And Mendy? Like, Mendy's out and about, right? But he's not playing, but he's out. On bail. I guess. I don't know. Hang on. Well, I mean, I'm not going to research it now. It's going to make no, a no, terrible no. radio. But, yeah, I mean, it has been a long time since we heard from Sigurdsson. He actually popped up in a clip, uh, like an old highlights clip the other day, and it was very weird to see him. Like, just mm. very weird watching him knowing what he's been accused of. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. Yep. Anyway, that's all I had on the agenda. I'm really happy that we didn't go into detail about Arsenal's misery. I appreciate you for that. I mean, you know, they melted down. What are you... <laughs> they completely melted down. The problem, yeah, it's it's one of those where it's like, do you go, do you roll back to your expectations at the start of the season, or do you fall back on the expectations from three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Right, like which one do you use as your bar? Which one do you use yep. as your beating stick? <laughs> it depends whether you want to survive the summer, basically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what which, do you want for yourself? Which kosh are we using? <laughs> you know. Exactly. Oh, uh, championship playoffs. Yes. Nottingham Forest beat Sheffield United on penalties. What a game, by the way. Did you see the, the headbutt? No. Some fan came on the fi- came on the field and absolutely headbutted Billy Sharp or whatever his name is from Sheffield, like oh, Jesus, like massively. Anyways, it's it either the, didn't make the highlight reel or I it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm ruthless with highlights, man. Like I use I use the the, uh, the ten oh, second button like yeah, crazy. Yeah. Nothing Forest would be an exciting addition to the league. I think yes. that would be my that would be my vote. Also, aren't they the ones with the amazing Arsenal right back on loan that's killing it? Jed Spence, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're in the final against Huddersfield, Ooh. which should be fun. I don't and want then... Huddersfield in the league. I just don't. Like, it just sounds <laughs> so peasantry. Like, when they were in the league, it was so bad. Huddersfield yeah. just sounds like cow poo. Like, I just <laughs> I just don't want him. I don't want him. Their kit is boring. Like, there's just so much wrong with Huddersfield. Like, just give me Nottingham Forest. I agree completely. Remember, what was it? They appointed that bloke. So they had the German, right, Wagner, and yep. then they sacked him, and then they appointed a different German, and he was even worse. And uh, Jan Siewert, that's it. And they just uh, didn't win a game all season. They were just... It was atrocious. Yeah, yeah, they were not it. They were not it. <laughs> no. But Forrest would be great. I mean, we grew up, you know, right. very, very early days, Nottingham Forest was still there. So that would be... It would yeah, be they've re- got, they've the got the history. Choice. They've got the, definitely the history, yeah. Yeah, the Brian Clough, the, you know... It's one of, yeah, it's one that tree, you know, that logo with the tree. It's a good logo. Yeah. You know who you know who I also kinda like that fell off a little bit? Sheffield Wednesday. Fell off a lot. Fell off a lot. But like I remember back in the day they were a thing. Like in my childhood, like they were a thing. Yeah, yeah. They, well, I feel like by the time we started watching they weren't very good. But if you look just a bit before that, yes. like late eighties, early nineties, they're like winning cups. They're in the final of, of And I things. think maybe they're that's in... why they kinda of stick because like highlight reels are looking back a couple of years or maybe you know, maybe that's why. But they felt like, you know, yeah. Yeah. And their badge has uh Roy Hodgson on it. 
very nice little owl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I assume it does. Like it might have changed over the years, but I, I hope the owl is still there. Sheffield Wednesday. Let's see. Yeah, we're gonna verify this. Yeah. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your hats. I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, it's listen. still there. It's still an owl and it underneath it says Concilio a inimis. I don't know what that means. It means respect the owl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is what it means. Well, let's see. Uh, They've Oh, okay. They're they're in League One. They're in the League One semifinal. They're not playing Sunderland, are they? Ooh, they're gonna make the Amazon thing or whatever. What what Sunderland on? Are they on Amazon? Or are they on uh, the Sunderland till I die? I don't know what. Yeah, I think it's I Amazon. Think it was Netflix, wasn't it? I can't remember. No, no, not Netflix. No, I think it was Amazon. Or maybe it is Netflix. Actually, you're right. But yeah, they're they the 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 semifinal of the football League One thingy just ended. They came fourth in League One. Nice. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you what the score was against Sunderland, but. No, fair enough. Um, while we're on EFL, actually, uh, everyone now knows the name of Jake Daniels, um, seventeen-year-old Blackpool player who came out, which is shouldn't be news, shouldn't have to be, but it is, and well done to him. I mean, at seventeen, honestly, that's incredibly brave. And I I listened to some of his statement, and he basically said like, I have to do this because otherwise I have to lie for years, and I'm just not prepared. And to he, do he that. said something like. The day after I scored like four goals, it you know he said something about like it shows you the weight off my shoulders like mm. you know it's something that you carry with you. It's not easy. And it's not about like I don't think it's about as a society in England. You know, there's a huge issue with homophobia, but it's just no, it's the football. football portion of it. And it's like, and even if you're not homophobic, you you can get sucked into the banter mm-hmm. on things that you in your normal life. And you're, you know, you're. Still, I'm not saying you're kind of being fake, but in your normal life, you do uphold these morals and these things. But like, you do get sucked in to the banter sometimes, and it kind of brings the worst out of you. Even if you're not really yep. that person, it does bring it out of you sometimes. And it's kind of that group think, and you're in the stadium, and blah blah blah, and you know. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. There's a lot of that. No, you're right. I mean, there are less so these days, and and that's probably a good thing. But like, certainly in the past, there were a lot of pretty awful chance that people mm. would sing the one about Adebayor, the stuff about Victoria Beckham. Like, There's an awful lot of pretty terrible stuff that a lot of people wouldn't say on their own or to anyone oh. in particular. But as you said, in a group singing, things change for people. And uh, yeah, anyway, it's uh, it shouldn't be an issue. It'll be very interesting to see. I mean, there's still a ton of racism. Like Black players yeah. still get abused online. Well, we saw so, against, uh, we saw with Bradford and Everton huge yep. like like Toop tony and the other guy I can't remember his name like they both said their families were abused in the stands like yeah it's still a serious thing it's just i think with the media like it gets covered a lot more in places like italy or russia or whatever but you mm-hmm. know it does happen in england yeah 100 percent. and 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 frankly homophobia gets directed to players who aren't gay as well so you yeah. know this it's fantastic that this has happened i i don't know that you know it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is, obviously you hope it's it's what it should be. Um what I really want to talk about though is his goal record is fucking amazing. Like someone needs to sign this kid immediately because he's banging goals in left, right, and center, and he's seventeen. Um how can I find this goal record? Uh he must have a Wikipedia page at this point. Does he? Okay, I'll check it out. But I mean 
He's also got a name for a sponsor. Jack Daniels, got... Jake Daniels, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's that's a sponsorship waiting to happen right there. Yeah, it's true. Like um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's probably more like EFL coverage than we've ever produced before. Correct. There's always right. a first for everything. Right, um, we've got so yeah, Sunday's the final day of the Premier League season. A week after that is the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. Serie A is very down exciting. We're down to just AC Milan's final game. They have to beat. Who do they have to beat? Somebody. They have to beat uh, Sassuolo away. Not easy. Not easy, but Milan have been have been jumping over every yep. obstacle put in their way. The uh, Teo Hernandez goal, Jesus Christ, yeah, ran the length of the pitch. That was good. At home. That was good. Um, in tears for leaving Juventus. Rumors of going to Roma. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. I mean, there was another player linked with Roma. They said something like Dybala and oh, was it Matic? Yeah, well, Mourinho. Matic. So here's a here's a question. If they get Matic, does that completely rule out Shaka, or can Mourinho play a Matic Shaka <laughs> midfield? Because I would pay, I would pay to see oh. that happen. So, isn't Matic and Shaka the the famous Bernie FPL midfield of a few years ago? Correct. I mean, Bernie is pretty much just Mourinho. Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to FPL, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it probably does. Right. Slow Balkan left-footed central midfielder who's completely past it. Yeah. You don't have to. Have we ever had two left-footed center midfielders in a significant team? I mean, it'll be hard Question. to think of obviously on the spot, but you you know you always think about oh, hey, two right-footed players, no big deal. But when it's two left-footed players, you're like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's very true. People got all tied in a knot with like Ake and Laporte when that happens. Yeah, yeah but you've um, got a million two right-footed center back pairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah people just like, don't who, trust left-footed players as much. Like, yeah, Petit. And they do if they both play together yeah. for Arsenal a little bit, maybe. You have who's like a major left footed center mid? There aren't many, you know. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to think just even of one, like forget pairing. It's like, <laughs> and that's where Petit and Edu came from. But like, who, who's another amazing left footed center midfielder? I mean, Kamavinga coming through. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, not a lot, eh? No. Uh, Mikel Moreno. Oh, I've got one. I've Go got on. a I've got a big one. Charlie Adams. Charlie Adam. What a legend. Worth there 10 million go. for his corners alone. <laughs> yes. The the good old days of Liverpool banter. Yeah. 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 Uh, please help our failing memories and tweet us left yeah. central midfielders as well. That would be fun. Well, I mean, David. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Man, there's gotta be there's gotta be more than that. There's gotta be more. Remember. There's gotta be more. I'm, I'm trying to think remember. like I'm just trying to think of players who you know get the ball and curl it out of center mid with their lo- like I just yeah. like oh oh another one another big one Guti. Is he left footed? Yeah. All right. For sure. All I remember at this point is the back heel. That's uh, <laughs> all the no, only no, thing no. that's sticking but in he's my mind. Definitely left footed. All right. Yeah. Cool. So Larry's left footed. Solari. Yeah, Solari. The winger. Yeah, I know he's in that center midfield, but he came yeah. to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm as as exciting as I'm sure this is. <laughs> we should probably knock it on the head. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, sir. Talk to you again next week. Bye. Thank you. 
thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.